podcast that is giving a voice to anyone who has ever felt like an outsider or an outcast. I want this to be a safe haven, a place of sharing and learning and healing. I'm excited to sit down for part two with Jennifer Knapp, folk singer, rock singer, formerly contemporary Christian musician who came out publicly to a firestorm of Christian judgment and now inspires people all over the world with her story, her message, her music, and her truth. The Outcast Podcast is supported by Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Do you still title, label yourself as a Christian? I do. Uh, I, I think I say that with a big asterisk on it, that it's a place that I start in talking about what my faith experience is. Um, it's, for me, it's the language that I begin with, um, and I talk about in faith tradition. If I want to understand something about spirituality and, and the divine, that's, that's where I begin. That's, like, that's the foundation of where I'm at. Um, Outside of that, you know, I think, you know, there are evangelical Christians that would go, no, you're not a Christian for some theological reasons. And I'm like, eh, you probably have a valid point. Um, but that's my tradition. I mean, that's that's the way I practice. That's the spiritual center that I'll go to. Those are my people, which, when I'm trying to understand the divine that I start with. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess it's the most applicable, but you'll always see me waft whenever you try and put a label on me. <laughs> like, I just, I don't really know what to do. Like, you know, you can call me a woman, and I think that's really great, because I am, and I don't fight that, or a lesbian, I don't fight that. But, I, you know, I think the, I think labels in the way that, I prefer, like, with the labels that I have are the starting place to a conversation rather than an identity, if that makes any sense. Oh, it makes total sense. And I feel like, um, you know, now the conversation... Our conversation in the LGBTQ community has shifted so much, you know, over time here and there, gone this way and that way and back and morphed into other things. But now that we have uh, a lot of conversation that also involves, um, you know, gender identity, that also involves uh, our faith as well, there's a lot of different levels to these conversations. So I feel like when we have a conversation about the Christian identity, it, it also is you have to then have a further you don't just leave it at that you don't just say oh you're gay and you're you're christian you you don't just leave it there you say well i'm i'm christian but i'm i this is how i practice or there's a further conversation to be had always yeah i i think somewhere there there's like a permission that like for me i like i remember a moment where i was just sitting around talking to one of my pastor friends and my pastor friend said, you know, you're not an evangelical. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, the way they said that just really freaked me out for a minute. And not that, like, I'm glad. To, like, I wanted to run away from evangelical Christianity so fast. It's not even funny. And But um, I didn't, like, it felt like a loss. And it also felt really dangerous to me because I knew somehow that that, that was the community that I'd been in. And so I'd worried about what that meant. But, like, there's... 
there's kind of like nerdy theological like orthodoxy and doctrinal issues that they're you know they're different kinds of Christians. Once we step back and we realize there's Methodists, Presbyterians, you know, American Christians, European Christians, African Christians. I mean, culturally we have our language inside of that inside of Christianity, and I think sometimes, particularly because of the even the reason why I mentioned evangelical is because inside of that community, for me, my experience was everybody I was around, you have to believe in certain things. Like, you, in order to belong, you had to check off certain boxes. And when I didn't, when I wasn't able to check off those boxes, everyone told me, if you can't check off this box, you're not a Christian. Well, somewhere else, in some other tradition, in some other community, not like not checking that box means that you're in their community. Right. So it was a really, I think with that experience, when somebody, the first time I said, oh, wow, I don't have to be an evangelical here to be a Christian. I don't have to check off all these boxes in every one of these things. And I, I guess that's part of the experience for me where identity becomes a really interesting concept because as a Christian, I want to know, you know, like there's something about the story of Jesus that resonates with me, and some days I vehemently believe in it, like as in, oh yeah, this thing really happened. And the next day I'm like, no way, like I can't. <laughs> right. and, and like, or even that God is real versus God is not real. Like I, and I've talked about this for 20 years, even though I still said this is my my faith tradition and this is my language. I think we get hung up in trying to prove something rather than experiencing the community and experiencing the journey and the dialogue. Um, you know, I, you have to. You know, I, I think being a Christian is not necessarily doesn't have to be about what you believe, but by perhaps maybe by what you're willing to experience and what you're trying to share with people in a faith tradition. And, you know, there are people that would argue with that, but for me, like, one of the most liberating things was to be able to, that actually allowed me to participate in my faith tradition with somebody saying, you know what, like, the door is open for you to ask questions, the door is open for you to doubt, proceed further, like, what I want to do is actually proceed further and not be shut down. Um, and to have people inside of my life and pastors and spiritual leadership um, that allowed me to do that was just something that was, like, added fruit to my life. Like, people think I'm in—some people think I'm nuts because I still, you know, entertain Christianity at all. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. Like, if you need to walk away from it, walk away. Like, there's, you don't owe anybody anything in here. What I hope is that you'll have a fruitful life. And when I say that, I say that because I've experienced Christianity in a way that makes me go, oh, man, a fruitful life and knowing love and knowing, you know, knowing that you're a person of created worth and value, that comes from a, a spiritual center for me. So what, however you find that, how can I support you in that? That's what I want to do. Not, you know, not the other way, which I grew up, where faith traditions were like, what I do want to do is love you, so let me tell you how you should live. Like, <laughs> like I'm not interested in at all. I'm interested in, in, like, planting a seed and seeing the amazingness of what that grows in each individual. And my faith journey is part of, of being able to get to that place and say that and want to be a part of that, so... The amazing Jennifer Knapp is on the podcast with us uh, this week. And I think when we're talking about spirituality and Christianity and places that you've been, uh, very similar to places that I've been, my father was a independent Baptist minister. And All right on. Thank you. And um, <laughs> my, my grandfather, the same. Um, and an interesting place to grow up uh, and an interesting place to learn in and try to try to 
grow in. Um, and, and a lot of the discussion um, uh, surrounding that, uh, in my experience, and it sounds like uh, yours uh, similar as well, Jennifer, was I that world as a Christian, the, the people that came in uh, from that world, the message that came from them on a regular basis, I love you, but... There was that. It was always, I love you, but could you change? I love you, but could you be different? I love you, but I don't really like what you're doing. I love you, but there we have in the LGBTQ community, I feel like have heard that phrase, I love you, but fill in the blank for a long time about many, many things. Yeah, it's, I love you, so I love you, so let's get you into the homogenous creatures that we're all supposed to be. You know, I, th- I think that's, I think that's like a theological problem to begin with, right? Yeah. That I experienced as a as a woman first before I identified as gay. Right. Like it's it's something that 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 that, com- that community can do, or some Christian communities do. It's like I love you, and the reason why I one of the ways that I express it, you know, it because I love you, I'm going to teach you the way to be like the kind of perfect human being that you're supposed to be. And apparently, it all looks one way. Like it looks, it's very gendered. It's, you know, men do this, and women do this, and they're in heterosexual relationships, and they there are things that they can do and they, they can't do. And the problem with that, you know, like, okay, let's, let's, take for, let's take for a second that that's actually a possibility, right? Well, we keep plugging that, and we keep practicing that, and we realize that there's just the scattered human remains left on the sidelines, that there are so few people that have been able to survive that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a devastating thing to teach. It's cost people families and their lives, and it's, it's not just queer people. I mean, it's, it's you know, non-traditional families. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been racialized. Yes. It's been, you know, it's, it's made marriages abusive. Um, it's corrupted communities. It's like trying to pretend to be something that we're not. Um, all of us, like even if you're heterosexual and straight and white inside of this, there are still people inside of that teaching that are trying to be something that they're not. They're trying to craft themselves into, you know, a square peg in a round hole. Um, to, and when you fail that, all of a sudden you're, you're somebody who's failed in the eyes of God. And I, I think when we step back from that, we're like, wow, like, is it not possible that God is immensely creative? immensely full of grace and immensely loving to be able to say, well, you know, why didn't he create, why didn't God create a homogenous? Like, why is there so much diversity if only a few people are going to get through? Exactly. It just doesn't make sense. But, you know, at the end of the day, the big but has hurt LGBTQ people so significantly. And as people, you know, as we stood up and said, listen, this isn't acceptable at all. Like, you are killing us with this teaching. Not, you know, you're killing everybody, but specifically you are killing us. Please cease and desist. And I I think that to me is what's given me hope. And like I said, when I went out and played shows and people that have been LGBTQ people that have said, you know, we're still here. Like we're, we're still here, even though this teaching is, I don't, we're still alive. (laughs) You know, we're finding liberation by, by finding churches that support us, we're surviving because we've left churches. Like, you know, don't you, Jen? You're not like when I came out. It felt I like was like, oh my god, I've ruined my career. <laughs> you know, I'm nobody's going to come to my shows. Right. Like, I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. And what I found when I came out was that I had a community of people that were waiting for me. And and that that is part of the thing is that I feel like that. 
that's how we counter that is by being visible and showing that and not letting somebody else write that narrative. And I think in turn that's a gift that the queer community can hand to people everywhere who understand that they're a little bit different. You know, like when everybody says, you have to be this way in order to be loved. You have to be 95 pounds and a size zero (laughs) to be considered sexy. Right. No. Like, nobody, like, you know, fewer people are like that than, you know, uh, you know, voluptuous size 14. Like, I'm bringing it, you know. Exactly. like, we've got to be able to see what's beautiful in, in ourselves, and nobody presents that better than ourselves. And, at this, you know, that's a big burden for each of us to have to learn on ourselves. But when we're confident and able to share that within our community, find other people who relate to that story, that's a real challenge. It's terrifying, but we can do it. And we have to be able to change that narrative, you know. Like, it's not one size fits all. There's a diverse, amazing community in there, and I think that speaks to all of us when we get to share it with each other. I want to talk some about your music, your latest album, Love Comes Back Around. That came out June last year? Yes, it did. I'm a little over a year old. Wow. The story, I want to know the story uh, behind the album um, because I think it's beautiful. And also, I I noticed that you were doing some house shows. That sounds really fun. Yeah. uh, Well, first off, the, the Love Comes Back Around record, yeah, it's, I love the title of that record. It's pretty self-explanatory. Like, the theme of the record, I just kind of, I, I got all sappy and lovey. Like, I got <laughs> tired of, like, fighting my inner romance <laughs> and just put it out there. And um, there are just a lot of themes about about love and not necessarily in, like, rom- rom- like romantic love, but what love is. I mean, it's... Uh, not to be cheeky, it's not a Christian record by any means, but I was thinking about that that scripture that gets read at people's weddings a lot, like love is patient, love, love is kind, keeps yes. their record of wrongs, that kind of thing. I was trying to think, okay, well, what is love? Like, what what does it mean? And sometimes it's being there in the hard times. And, you know, it's it's. I, I went through a lot of those themes and try to go back to the things that it worked, worked out in, or the things that take work and hard, you know, like, investment and time and tears not it's not always just you know yo baby shake that you know booty on the back <laughs> mm. you know which those are fun too they are fun. That they it, are fun. It, it's nice things to be like aroused and sexy in love but it's also nice to remember that when that wears off like you know like there's some really hard work to do in in choosing love and and so those are some of the themes that are on this, this record that i really liked and I, it took me some vulnerability to realize that you know, I was really grateful to do that. I'm not sure I could have done that two or three records ago where I think everybody would have been weirded out that it was a gay record, because it's not. <laughs> it's like, it's a record about love. And even when I go out and play it live now, I think people are just like, oh, man, like, this this is like this is what I mean when I, when I want to figure out, when I'm a person who loves people, I want to figure out how to love people, not just touch people, you I, know, I what feel I mean, like, like, physically. I feel like it's such, it's it's like a descriptive form of the word love like as a life force that runs underneath all of us you know yeah i I hope so yeah i mean because love is desire love is physical touch but that's one element you know and i think in the pop in popular culture it's really easiest to, to go through that and then i think on the other end of it especially from people who come from a Christian environment, it's it's really easy to kind of over-spiritualize that and yeah. think that it's just this superficial, it's either superficial and just smiling at people all the time, or it's telling people what to do, and it's, it's not necessarily that. It's, 
it, it takes a lot of work on our part sometimes to shut up and just get out of the way. Like sometimes love is, sometimes love is you doing work for somebody else. <laughs> and that sounds really weird. Like sometimes when we say it that way, but when you see it in action, we, we, it's, it's interesting. Like we sometimes know love when we see it, you know, like, and it's not the ways that we always popularly paint it, like in like, you know, Hallmark cards right. or, um, um, sexy R&B songs. And I'm not mocking either one of those, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it's, sometimes it's getting your hands dirty and lifting a car off of a, a body struggling exactly. to breathe underneath of it. And, and we, that's not the kind of thing you make a Hallmark card out of, but I try to. <laughs> right. Why not? I mean, seriously, that, that, that is love right there. When you think about it, yeah. um, talk about uh, things that are a time investment and, and investing, uh, investing your, your energy and time. This was, were you also going to divinity school at the same time after this album came out? Uh, yeah, like I kind of was a little bit nuts. Um, I, I recorded, I, I recorded Love Back Comes Back Around in my first semester of uh, my master's program at Vanderbilt. Um, so that turned out to be a little bit nuts, but I got through it. And then during the summer, which was, you know, was last summer, I, I toured the record, which is why I'm coming back this fall and touring it again, because I really only had about three months and kind of kamikaze through uh, the first tour of uh, Love Comes Back Around. So I'm going to try and tour it again this fall, because I, I haven't played it as much as I want to do it. Um, and you, as you mentioned earlier, I've been able to do some house shows and some private shows um, over the last year or so as well. So I've been kind of trying to squeeze in as much as I can because, yeah, like two years of being a full-time grad student turned out to be quite time-consuming. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> but I'm really glad I graduated in May. I got my master's in theological studies, and I'm super glad about it. And I have not read anything in three months, and I'm really glad about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> you need a break your brain needs a break yeah i do but um yeah i've, I've done a, i've just got back uh from you know i've been doing a little bit of, of shows this summer to kind of uh to kind of uh dust the cobwebs out and uh yeah kicking off here this fall we'll be um touring mostly east of the mississippi we're coming to, to i think that we're coming to the dc area uh boston new york uh pittsburgh ohio um some stuff in the mid south, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the I don't have the tour list right in front of me. But for anybody who's interested, JenniferKnapp.com has all of our uh, tour information on it, and uh, you can sign up and get email lists. So when we're in your area, we we pop you an email and say, "Dude, buy a ticket, come to a show." Yeah, and really, you won't be disappointed. Jennifer Knapp, by the way, is K N A P P. In case you're typing that in as we're uh, chatting, but I want to talk um, before we run out of time a little bit about your uh, organization, Inside Out Faith. I think um, so many of the things that we've touched on, really, uh, you would hear a lot of, about that when you when you look into this organization. I think this is such an important organization. I'd love for you to tell a little bit more about uh, what you're doing there. Yeah, and like you said, you know, today we've talked a lot about LGBTQ issues and the way it kind of intersects with religion and faith, and that's what I kind of do in, um, when I'm not being, uh, you know, when I'm not on stage and not songwriting. Um, I'm doing a lot of advocacy inside of faith communities on behalf of LGBTQ people. Uh, so I go in and do talks at churches. Um, we're working on upgrading our website and uh, getting more speakers involved in what we do, but yeah, uh InsideOutFaith.org is the website. Um, we're a nonprofit organization that are, is out there trying to, you know, 
show the life of people like the queer community that we're how we are engaged in faith um how that process is important to us and i you know we've touched on it a little bit i think in the past there's this idea that that queer people don't belong in faith communities or that there hasn't been a vibrant you know like that the coming out is somehow the, the death of spirituality. And in fact, that faith is such an, a vital component for many people of the, inside the LGBTQ community. Like to be able to move forward and to come out is, is just as much important to bring our faith and do that as a spiritual process. Like our spirituality is actually, let, like for me, like my spirituality is one of the reasons why I think I was able to come out. Um, there are, you know, affirming churches, inclusive churches that have been out there for decades. We just haven't heard those stories. And I think part of that healing and that recovery is, is you know, like we've talked about, not letting somebody else tell our story for us, but let us tell that story, starting to integrate those into our faith communities, realizing that when we start integrating that into our churches or in our faith communities, it's not just a heteronormative community anymore. Right. We're starting to hear the sexual fluidity of people in there, starting to see what that really means, and being able to share collectively with how we want to move on from there. So Inside Out Faith gets to be a part of that, I'm super excited um, to be able, you know, as we proceed in the future, the goal is to kind of be able to bring all these voices together, show you all these amazing people that I'm meeting out on the road that are changing, you know, not only their local communities, but um, being able to impact the national community. And we get to show a side of that narrative that for a long time hasn't been able to be spoken. So we get to do that, and I I hope people stop by and, and see that there's a way that they can join in. Religious trauma is uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, you were talking about being able to heal from some of that. There are so many people, I can't tell you how many emails I get after doing shows that uh, people are like, oh my God, you're speaking to things that, that I'm I'm suffering with right now, things that from my past, I got kicked out of a church or I got kicked out uh, by a pastor or I got told that I was going to hell or I got told this, that, and the other and they stopped going to church and they, they don't want to get in that involved in that community anymore being able to heal from those sorts of things you know having a a a tribe a supportive tribe to go to having a place to go to uh to be able to listen to some supportive stories that's that's how you heal you talking and and sort of getting that out in the open yeah and i think one of the things that i want to do with inside out faith is is what comes next you know i think that was that was for me one of the things that you know that like my coming out press release and all that stuff kind of blows up and you come out and I'm kind of standing there in the middle of this dust storm and I'm going uh well what now right. like we've we've all been through this and uh, what I think I think what I've learned from that is that it, the what now is going on and getting like to having a life having the life that that you have the courage to lead so if you want to go back to a faith community finding a faith community that now like helps you kind of reconnect with who you are and who you want to be as a human being and the kinds of people that you want to be able to, the kind of communities you want to create. And for, like, for me, one of the reasons, one of the things that I, I feel like is important, too, is to be permission givers of being able to say, listen, a faith community may not be the thing for you. Like, this may have been way too traumatic, and it's okay for you to walk away. Absolutely. It's okay for you to walk away from that. But if you're still looking for a spiritual community, you know, one of the things I hope we can do is help people connect to another uh 
spiritual community of choice. But not not that we'll ever be able to do that for somebody. I think that's your choice. But I, I hope that we're a beacon that says, you know, this is the beginning of a journey that, you know, as we're engaging in our spiritual issues, the what next is being able to be involved and engaged in, in um LGBTQ issues of faith that you know that that that's an old narrative that somebody says that you can't proceed from there or that you've severed yourself off of a community. Nope, that's not true. You know right. we're out here doing work. There are churches that are out there. Yes. There are spiritual communities and there are resources, and hopefully we will be one of those people that can help bridge that gap. And I know it sounds cliche, but it, I think it needs to be said. Um, you're not alone in that. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. There are other people who have gone through uh, similar things and some really traumatic things that would would love to share their story. Even if you don't step foot in another church, you're not alone and you can still get uh, the path to, to some healing and hopefully some relief in whatever trauma that you felt by reaching out to things like this organization. Yeah, and I, you know, I think one of the, you know, there are other organizations too that are doing some collective work and a queer uh, Christian fellow or Q Christian Fellowship is mm-hmm. one. Yep. Believe Out Loud has a really great resource resource on uh, churches that are in your area. Those are largely Christian churches. Um, one of the things that uh, we we're working on is trying to find find ways to actually get people involved. I mean, I think it's really easy to go on the internet. And find some really good uh, collective resources. Um, you know, punch in. You know, you can read all kinds of books digitally and on the download, and and not necessarily touch another human being. But being able to get back out on the street and um, you know, like actually meet people and share a beer with, or go you know hang out, or read a book, or you know, you know, book club or something. But where we're actually engaged and meeting other people who know what that you know, like get a hug. <laughs> Right. from other people. So that's that's one of the things that I, I feel like that that's the new that's the new movement that needs to happen. I think there are tons of resources out there. Um but sometimes it gets a little bit harder to find, you know, like what's the what's the social hookup place and that sounds weird. But, but like where do you go for a hug? Like, you know, yeah. where do you go for meeting people like in real life? I think that's an important part to remember. So as you look through these resources, uh, knowing that, you know, I think sometimes when you Google, you know, gay Christian if that's something you're looking for, it's really easy to find that the first part of that story. It's it's very difficult to find to make the choice to do the next one. And I, I think if I, you know, every time that I leave a place, I think that's the thing I want to say is there's the next step from pulling off the band aid. It's starting to heal, starting to get it, to get involved, and look for those things where you can actually go and connect to people in real life. Right. In one way or the other. So the website uh, is insideoutfaith.org if you are uh, looking for that. And Jennifer's website is jennifernapp.com. That's K N A P P. Jennifer, it's been uh, four years since your book, Facing the Music. Um, the, what a powerful book. I think it's a, it's a really great read. It's one of those that like gives us, pulls back the curtain on your emotions and where you were. You were super vulnerable. I appreciate that. Is there going to be another one at some point? Oh, gosh, people are saying that with increased frequency lately, which is freaking me out. Um, I mean, it's a sign, Jennifer. That's a sign, you know. uh, I know, right? Uh, Somebody told me, well, anyway. uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I have have hopes to be able to put some more uh, work out there. You know, like I said, I just got done through divinity school, and that's kind of taken me off of the touring grid for a couple years. So it, it might be a little while in the process, but part of that, Part of kind of going to divinity school was, you know, a look at some of the theological books that I want to write, you know, right? Um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Anne Lamott. Um, I, I love, 
you know, kind of the direction that Rachel Held Evans has been going the last few years. I, I just, I think there's some deeper issues that I'd love to be able to take the time and dive into. Um, so hopefully in the future you'll see some of that. Um, but for right now, I think the next, the next creative task for me is to think about doing a new record and a couple of recording projects that I have in there. So yeah, stay tuned. And, um, you know, if you hook, like all the Jennifer Knapps, uh, dot com stuff has all the Twitter and Facebook stuff. Um, happening. So whatever new little fancy things that I'm thinking of that I'm working on and percolating. <laughs> It'll be there. Like, it pretty much shows up instantaneously, yeah. I think. So, as soon right. as you say it's it to your people, they put it out there, right there. Yeah, but yeah, like that stream of consciousness does work two ways. And I was like, what's the book? What do you want? new book are you working on? I'm like, be quiet! <laughs> no doubt. But hopefully, no. yeah, but hopefully, I say that, you know, good, good humor. I, I really hope to do that. Um, sometime in the near future so we'll see what happens i'm looking forward to uh to any of the uh the theological uh, books that you might be putting out too that that sounds extremely interesting to me jennifernapp.com uh insideoutfaith.org and gosh i can't tell you what a pleasure this has been for me to sit down and chat with you um so many years after starting my career hearing your music at the beginning of your career uh just unbelievable full circle for me and a real pleasure and i just want to thank Thank you personally for answering the call in your life in every capacity. Uh, that means the world, and you are you are an inspiration. Well, thank you, dude. It was a pleasure, and uh, it makes it all the easier to do that, knowing that you know, like it just matters. We're all sharing this together, and I deeply mean that. So, thank you, D, and thank you for giving me a call. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests on this podcast are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.